0: You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by The Hartford. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in for another episode of Small Biz Ahead, the small business podcast presented by The Hartford. This is John Adakonis, and um, Happy New Year. I am joined by my co-host, Gene Marks. Gene, how's it going? Going good, John, and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. And we have a very special guest today, Nitin Prabhu. Um, Nitin serves as the Vice President of Merchant Platforms, Developer Ecosystem, and In-Store Commerce at PayPal, where he leads a team focused on building merchant product experience and capabilities.
1: Nitin, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. I also wanted to wish all of you Happy New Year. And I know we are living in some uncertain times with Omicron spreading, so I wish you the best of health. Thank you so much. Back at you.
0: All right. Well, we're excited to have you today. And I guess we'll start a little bit. um, Maybe you could talk to us a, a little bit about you and your role at PayPal and kind of how PayPal serves small business owners.
1: Thank you. First of all, thank you for having us. We are very excited to be here. I think small businesses are a very important part of our community. And a lot of our friends, neighbors and family members work there. And I'm a big supporter of them. We at PayPal have a lot of initiatives that support small businesses. Uh, I actually got to learn a lot about them when I worked with a small restaurant. And this was a lady uh, who had a uh, Persian uh, cuisine restaurant, and she was uh, she was an immig- first-generation immigrant, and she was trying to support a family as well as uh, earn a livelihood. And uh, we had a program partnering with the city and working with her, and that gave us a lot of insights into the problems that she faced. And... Uh, what he called the, the challenges that uh, our her businesses saw every day. And that actually was a great learning experiences as we designed different products like our PayPal here and Zephyr Terminals, as well as Working Capital and others. So mobile payments, we believe, is an important part for small businesses. we we at PayPal are really excited to work with small businesses and support the community. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I think it's a new world, right? So I think about just five or 10 years ago where, you know, you had cash in your wallet, you'd go and buy something and you were done. It feels like, you know, I guess the saying cash is king maybe is not um, true. I actually, you know, went to a vending counter the other day and they did not accept cash. I've been in some restaurants that don't. So I think this kind of new way of transacting is probably top of mind for a lot of small business owners and the fact that you need to now diversify the way you can take payment to to a degree that i think is pretty new and and rather extreme um from where it was just in the recent past is really interesting so you know I, i don't know if many people um you know, our our listeners probably do, but PayPal. I think about it as a consumer, right? So I actually reloaded my coffee shop card today with my PayPal on my phone. But you actually have in store or commerce experiences for businesses too, and that's kind of what you sit and oversee, correct? Yes. Awesome. So how does that kind of um, you know work in terms of a small business owner? So they have a cash register, they have their POS system. And then PayPal becomes just a a method of transacting or maybe talk to us a little bit about if I'm a business owner, how I would think about PayPal as a service provider in that space.
1: Absolutely. Um, I think that's a great question. And we have several different products, right, that serve different businesses based on their needs. Like we have a point of sale solution. Now, a lot of these small merchants, they need small uh, point of sale solutions that are flexible, portable and can work with their mobile app. So we a few years ago acquired this company called Zettle that we are bringing to US, and that basically provides you an end-to-end solution, right? From how you onboard your inventory, manage your taxes, collect payments, and that's something we believe uh, helps businesses manage their uh, day-to-day operations uh, in a holistic manner. We also have other products. As the pandemic onset, we realized that there was a lot of small merchants who were just accepting cash, and we hence launched. QR codes. Now, QR codes is something that has been very prevalent in markets like China and India, but in US they were not. And I'll give you this example of a merchant that used to sell Christmas trees, and uh, you could only go there and pay in cash. With the onset of pandemic, they were worried about touching cash, so they used to tell people, "Hey, put the money in an envelope and keep it on the side, and we're going to look, uh, we're going to touch the envelope only after five days." But what they did was they went and adopted PayPal and Venmo QR codes. And people used to pay digitally and they used to instantly get notification on their app. And I think in the first week they adopted, they did $28,000 worth of business and 90% of the payments came through QR. So that was something that we believe is another interesting solution. And I see a lot of different uh, use cases with that. In San Jose downtown, there's actually a parking lot where uh, close to the airport where you park a car. And then the way you pay is you put money in an envelope, you write your car number and parking spot and time and put it in a box. And especially with the onset of pandemic, that is not something uh, that people were comfortable doing. And that's, again, I saw them putting a QR code. And in your mobile app, along with the QR code payment, you could send the parking spot and the number of your car. So it completely transformed a physical experience into a digital experience. The other thing uh, that I think PayPal uh, helped, helps a lot of small businesses is with working capital. Now, especially with the onset of pandemic, I think a lot of businesses were struggling with their financials so PayPal did partner with uh, the government in the distribution of PPE loans. And what I could, I can, I can be very proud to say that is we probably distributed billions of dollars of loans in partnership with the government. And our approval rates were one of the best in the industry, as well as the dollar amounts. The dollar amounts that we were approving were really small, which also made sure that it was actually helping businesses that were the most vulnerable and that it needed most. In addition to that, I think our world is becoming increasingly mobile and distant. And we have a host of tools that helps small businesses take their businesses online and attract a much larger audience.
0: Gotcha. And I think that's important because I think people are, you know, kind of looking for, to your point, how do they recreate these physical experiences, including shopping online? So that's a that's a wide range of products and a wide range of, of ways you've kind of shown up for small businesses over the past couple of years. But I think when it comes to kind of more like day to day, you know, maybe we can talk a little bit more about your POS system and, and kind of the merchant solution there. So, you know, if I'm a small business owner and I'm thinking about setting up kind of my counter for commerce, but I also have like an online store, maybe I want to do mobile payments um, because that's kind of a, a new thing. Uh, how like what are the things I should be thinking about before I reach out to a PayPal or another vendor right like what kind of um things should I maybe kind of do in terms of like homework are there certain kind of questions I should ask like what are the kind of um considerations I might have as I'm kind of looking to transition to a more you know modern or or tech-based um payment solution provider
1: I think a couple of things right first of all I think small businesses they are really busy they have to run a business And if they have to think about, hey, how do I manage payments, charge, cash flow, and all of that stuff, that actually makes the life tougher. So we and a lot of other uh, companies envision to make their lives easier. I think Here are a few questions I believe we should ask. First of all, you should ask, hey, the brand that I'm working with, how reputed or trusted it is? Because a lot of times when consumers come to your site and they see a brand like PayPal or Venmo that they implicitly trust, we have over 400 million consumers and 30 million merchants. They, what you call pay more. There was a study from Forrester that said that 37% of the consumers will not shop at a merchant if their preferred payment method is not there. So I think the brand and the trust that it brings along is important. The second thing is besides cost, which is important, what are the other tools that they're bringing to make your businesses more secure? With the advent of online, I think charge, of what you call the online fraud rates have really gone up. There's a study from Forrester that said that 65% of these businesses are not equipped to manage online fraud. And that's where you need to look at companies who can help you there. At PayPal, we have thousands of employees across the globe who are working day in, day out to look at how we manage fraud for our merchants and customers. And we use sophisticated AI and machine learning tools. And the third thing I think you should look at is uh, which uh, company gives you the most breadth? Because it's important that you can get the most number of consumers and from different locations and even international. For example, if you are creating shoes or T-shirts, you don't want to only service the local market, but even international market. And the last thing maybe is uh, how do you help with your post-purchase experiences like shipping, taxes, invoicing? So I think these are the three or four factors. If I was a small business, I would be looking at before deciding a partner.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I think those are good considerations. And I think it kind of, you know, sets the the landscape of of how payments are probably more complex than they used to be, Um, how shopping has evolved a lot over the past, you know, decade or so. And really kind of the future is going to be not only meeting customers where they are in terms of like what they want and the services that they want, but also how they want to, you know, redeem and, and pay for those services. So, you know, I think Gene you are a small business owner, and you take payment from people every day. So I'm sure you have some questions, kind of in your I noggin. I do, I do, and yeah, and thanks. And, then, and
2: this is great stuff. You know, we've been focusing a little bit on sort of uh, the retail merchants, you know, B two C, um, you know, channel here. Tell me about B two B. How do you see your your B two B customers, your business to business customers, using PayPal? I
1: think that's a great question, right? I think um, we cater to a that segment of consumers uh, and merchants and they are in B2B and B2C space as well. Mm -hmm. Now, when you look at B2B, their needs are slightly more uh, sophisticated than a B2C consumers. First of all, the uh, payments are larger amounts, and with larger amounts, you see more regulatory and risk sessions. Now, we as a company uh, operate in about 190 countries, and regulation is something that we take very seriously. And a lot of these small businesses, they may not have the expertise when you deal with uh, regulations across those countries. So that is an area that we bring and help small businesses if they have to meet their KYC tax and other obligations in multiple countries. A lot of the B2B payments also teams, uh, what you call, happen to be cross-border. And when Mm -hmm. you're looking at managing FX or currencies from in different uh, countries, it becomes complex. So that's, again, an area where we believe that we can help small merchants. And the third thing is uh, B2B solutions also need solutions like invoicing for example how do you reconcile your payments how do you know hey i made four pay of what you call four deliveries to this merchant did i get all my payments and that's again an area we have tools that we have built that help small businesses
2: yeah that's great you know so so it, i have a lot of uh, b2b clients that do accept credit cards um and and we're talking about just cash coming in now and um, you know they, they grapple with different you know third-party payment you know processing systems to do that. And and I was hoping you could explain you know if 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 one of my clients just goes directly with a PayPal, um, is it is it seamless for their customers? In other words, can they use a Visa card, a Mastercard, Apple Pay, Google Pay, however they want to do it, and can do it directly with my customer without them? How how does that work? In other words, from my client's point of view is it just a seamless experience or is there hoops that we have to jump through
1: that's uh, again a very interesting question and we believe in flexibility and choice Mm -hmm. we believe that we should give consumers all the payment methods that are available and they decide how they want to pay and let's enable the most secure and fastest payments so at paypal we support a lot of different payment methods we have the paypal and the venmo digital wallet and the venmo wallet is something that is actually now very uh, growing popularity with the younger demographics. Yes. In addition to PayPal and Venmo, we also support credit card processing. So whether it's credit cards from your major networks or debit cards, we support all of those. In addition to those, we also support Apple Pays, Google Pays, and other such wallets. So we believe in flexibility and choice and let the merchant and consumer decide what payment method works for them. In addition, we also believe that there are other new payment methods coming like crypto, like installments. And they, that's why they, we are bringing these features to our PayPal wallet. And today there are millions of merchants where you can pay with installments and crypto.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, I wanted to ask you about crypto. I mean, a lot of people you know, are talking about it. Obviously, when we talk about crypto, we're talking about Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin. These are all uh, you know digital currencies that are growing in popularity right now. Um, with you know more and more uh, bigger brands starting to accept them, and and I do think they're going to be commonplace um, in the next few years. And the volatility of some of these currencies are going to become more manageable. I'm assuming PayPal has a plan for for dealing with that. I was curious to hear where you think that's going. Where where do you think crypto is going to evolve to um, with your customers over the next
1: few years? I think uh, we are all about choice, right? And as you said. As mm-hmm. uh, And we are very consumer and merchant centric. So what we heard was from a lot of consumers that, hey, they have cryptos and they would love to use it to pay merchants. Now, one of the challenges, I think, as you rightly mentioned, is volatility, right? The crypto, mm-hmm. uh, the what you call the Bitcoin price or the other currency prices can fluctuate a lot. Right. A lot of these businesses said, hey, we can't deal with that fle- uh, that volatility because they have low margins. And if the currency fluctuates by 10 percent, their entire margin may be wiped out. So when we launched this product, what we said was, let's do a couple of things. When a customer decides to pay with a crypto, we ensure that the merchant gets their full amount in whichever currency that they prefer. So it's US dollars, Canadian dollars, or whichever uh, currency they want. And what we do is we instantly sell that crypto at that point and we pay the merchant. So this gives certainty to both the consumer and merchant because they are not paying us after two days when the price would have fluctuated by 20% or 30%. Second thing is crypto also has got a lot of compliance regulations in different markets. So what we did was hey, we said, hey, merchants, you don't have to deal with that. We'll ensure that we meet all those compliance regulations in different markets. They get paid in the their preferred currency.
2: Makes sense. Yeah, uh, you know, th- that sounds like a way to really mitigate the risk of, you know, the, the currency risk of those kinds of fluctuations. Um, you had mentioned previously and also about um, you know, some of your customers like, you know, to do invoicing or to have, you know, other functionalities, not just about payments. Obviously, a lot of, you know, a lot of my clients already have existing, you know, you know ERP accounting systems, point of sale systems. Talk to talk to us a little bit about integration opportunities. Um, I view PayPal, whereas if you if you sign on with a PayPal, it is so widely accepted that there are you know third-party apps developers many options for integrating paypal with your website with your accounting system with other you know payment platforms if need be can you expand on that a little bit and tell us about you know what your customers are doing to integrate paypal with other of their
1: applications yeah so i think our customers are using our payment methods in a lot of different interesting ways right and we are open And we don't have a preferred say that, hey, the customers, you only have to come to Mm PayPal. We are also working with hundreds of partners. For example, uh, two years ago, as we launched our QR code solution, we're very clear that, hey, if we have to expand quickly, we have to work with partners. So in the very first month, we signed over 100 partners who helped us scale QR code at a much faster rate. We have extended that philosophy even online. So we work with a lot of different large platforms, whether it's Shopify, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, to make sure that our payment methods are integrated into their platform as well as different ERP platforms. So we believe in choice and flexibility. Uh, so we support merchants directly as well as through partners. Some of these partners sometimes bring value props that we may not have at PayPal, or probably those value props are better suited for their businesses. So we we understand that and we believe that we can't be everything to everybody. And hence we have used this approach that we will go and partner with these ERP partners or third parties and provide uh, payment methods to them. Makes sense.
2: Now, a, a lot of my customers and my clients, um, if they're evaluating you know, a payment platform, I mean, they're looking at PayPal. I mean, they're also looking at other alternatives, your competitors. I mean, there's Skrill, there's Google Pay, there's Stripe. I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with those guys. What do I tell my customers, my clients, um, as to you know, the, the sort of competitive advantages that a PayPal would have? I mean, you've worked at PayPal for a while. You know the products pretty intimately and I'm sure you know the competition that's out there. So I'm not asking you to uh you know to say anything bad about the competition, but I'm just saying like where 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 do you and you know, you know, how do you sell PayPal um and and persuade, you know, potential you know, small business prospects to say, you know, we, we truly are better than our competition and this is the reason why. Can you give us some of your thoughts on
1: that? Yeah. First I must say Gene that competition is good because yeah. competition makes us uh, get up every day and say, how do we be better than them? And how do we serve our customers and merchants better? So we welcome all the competition. Right? Uh, Here's what I would say to the merchants, right? I think uh, we should give choice to consumers and we should make multiple payment methods available, right? Mm-hmm. We do believe that uh, we have earned the trust of customers and merchants. We have over 400 million consumers and 30 million merchants. So we're definitely doing a few things right. Yeah. Uh, I think the uh, advantage of using PayPal is a couple of First of all, we give a wide variety of choices to our consumers. So we allow, like in terms of payment methods, credit cards, debit cards, PayPal balance. Uh, We allow points. So if consumers have points with major credit cards, they can use those. We allow installments. Uh, For example, if a consumer has cash flow issues or he wants to break his purchases over multiple purchases, we do that. And we also allow crypto. So one is choice. Second is safety and security, right? I think Mm. money is very personal and people are extremely worried about, uh, hey, Would my uh, payment details and other things be uh, safe and secure? And that is something that we focus on a lot and uh, uh, something that we look at. Third, I think it's also brand trust. And I'll share this example. This was uh, uh, what you call before I joined PayPal. I was actually interviewing for PayPal and I did not know this. My uh, brother-in-law was getting married and my wife actually wanted to order a nice dress. And we were at that time in the U.S. The marriage was in India. So she found a small shop in a uh, in the state of Rajasthan in mm-hmm. India where mm-hmm. she wanted to buy a dress. But she was not comfortable uh paying because she did not know the store. And then she found the PayPal brand and she said, Okay, you know what? I think PayPal is going to take care of the money. And if I don't get the goods article, I can trust in PayPal to get the, my money back. So she bought the dress. She, of course, looked lovely. She uh looked mm-hmm. fabulous in the photographs. But when I was interviewing PayPal, she said, You should join PayPal because I bought. From that version, because I saw the PayPal logo, wow. right, so that's a personal example from 10 years ago.
2: Yeah, that's a powerful statement on branding and uh, you know, and consumer confidence as well is uh, you know is really important. You know, it's funny that when you when you answer questions, you're so good at answering these questions because it's like everything John and I have been throwing at you, you've got like two or three bullet points to come back to, which is great. You know? So I've been, I'm enjoying this a lot. Um, so I, let me throw another question at you uh, because it's the question that PayPal always gets and I always get with my clients and that just has to do with fees. Um, so I'm not asking you to talk about specific you know, what fee structure is and all that. But clearly there's a fee um, that comes with using PayPal services. And, you know, a lot of merchants, you know, they, they have very tight margins. So they, they, you know, sometimes they avoid it. Um, I go to too many merchants. I live in Philadelphia and too many merchants that like, you know, they accept cash only, or, you know, you can't use a credit card unless you buy more than $15 worth of stuff, which is great. You know, so, I, so how do you position payout? how do you explain to your customers the value of the fees themselves that you charge i mean i have i have certain explanations i give to my clients i'm curious to see how you how you explain that to your customers
1: we're all in a business right and we understand that margins are challenging especially for small business and other retailers right and uh, we have different products available at at different price points like so if you right. look at our QR product versus our point of sale versus others, we have different pricing. And based on your volume and industry, some of the pricing are flexible. We do take into account the needs of the industry. A lot of the pricing is also helps us build better products, uh, invest a lot in safety and security and other things. Now, what I would say is uh, not look at pricing of a transaction, but the uh, uh, overall value to the business. Right. I'll give you an example. One is working capital, right? So as you're working with PayPal, we can provide you working capital, and we believe our rates are very competitive compared to the banks. So you should look at that. The second thing is we also have this product called uh, Business Debit Card. That's a product that I built uh, in my past life. And that uh, basically, if you're a small merchant, you can apply for a business debit card. In US, we have the product in the US and Europe, and we're launching that in other markets as well. With that product, you actually get 1% cash back. So mm-hmm. if you do $100 of business, say PayPal is charging you, say, $2 fees mm-hmm. uh, approximately. But when, if that money is in your PayPal account and you spend with your uh, business debit card, you actually get 1% cash back. So your net fees is reduced. When you look at uh, things like uh, FX and currency conversion, we have a fees which we believe are competition. So yes, uh, if you look at uh, individual transaction fees, yes, uh, we are probably on par with the industry. But we believe as you look at the aggregate picture of things like a uh, money cashback that you get as you use the money with the merchant debit card, uh, the lower cost of processing when you, when you apply for PayPal credit or uh, working capital as well as FX. I think it, it's a compelling value
2: Yeah, it's a great answer. And you know, I um, I'm pretty sure you know I, I have I have another question for you. But you know, John, I'm pretty sure I wrote about this on Small Biz Ahead. And if I didn't, then I got to get with Hannah and write a piece because there's you know and there's also from an accounting perspective because I'm an accountant. Um, You know, there's if you've got the data of what your transaction fees are, if you're tracking them separately and you can look at that over the course of the year, you can spread that cost over all the products that you sell. So if you've got a deli and you're making sandwiches and you're charging seven dollars and twenty five cents for a sandwich, if you if you charge seven dollars and twenty eight cents for a sandwich, you know, for all the sandwiches you're making. Um, would would likely, if you do the math right, probably cover those additional fees. And obviously customers aren't going to walk away if you're just charging three cents more you know, for a sandwich. So there is, I guess my point is, and for those of you listening to this, you should talk to your accountants and you should be looking at your overall business P&L. Um, and you should be factoring in, tracking these financing costs, these fees with PayPal, whatever whatever credit card service you're using separately, um, you can bake this cost in to your pricing. And make it seamless across all of your products. And therefore you can you can, you know, you know, accept those additional fees that you're paying for the convenience and for the additional business. Um and have, you know, um and sort of have your cake and eat it as well. So
0: for January, that I, John A. DeConus, am not the first to make a restaurant or food reference on the first podcast of <laughs> the um, that, that is not common. Okay. So I think we should memorialize this day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. See, John comes from a restaurant world. So him, it's all about restaurants. And he always talks about it on this podcast. So I guess I got my first reference in now, right?
1: Yeah. And I'm going to add a story uh, about the food now. So yesterday was my birthday and we decided to stay at home, but definitely get food from my favorite restaurant. Yeah. Unfortunately, I went there and I forgot to take my wallet. It was raining, pandemic stuff. I was worried about, hey, I have to wear a mask. Omicron is spreading. Should I go or not? Right. And I went to the restaurant and the person said, hey, if you pay in cash, you get X person discount. And I said, unfortunately, I forgot to get my wallet. So I used my PayPal mobile wallet to make a payment. But that's also in conversion in sales, right? And every incremental sale uh, drives margin. So I think uh, the convenience and the overall way you look at the business, yeah. uh, I think trumps the piece.
2: A couple of comments on that, which is interesting because I do see that. Uh, you know, I do see that frequently in, in places I go to, they'll, they'll give you a discount if you pay something in cash. I'm a big supporter of that. Like, listen, you know, you're giving options to your customers, so I know. Okay, fine. If I pay in cash, I'm going to pay three percent less, or yeah, you know, that's up to me. I like that. Um, at the same time, there and also um, in the states, in many cities, um, there is um, you know, there, there's a lot of sensitivity towards companies or, or businesses, merchants just going all credit card, cashless. Um, I remember I forget it was Sweetgreen or one of the trains that that were going to do that, and then had to pull back on that policy because. It could be potentially discriminatory, so you really do have to balance all of that. But you know, I do think you can have your cake and eat it too, and and you know, and and be able to charge the you know, take your credit card, and if you do your costing the right way, if you've got a good accountant, um, you can figure out how to keep it as part of your prices nominally, and you know, and and move forward with that. Listen, you've been doing this for a while, you know, you're you're you know, up to your eyebrows in mobile payments and and you know, the the this digital world. I'm curious to see where you think it's going. You know, if you and I had this conversation five years ago, I bet you would have said to me, like, Oh yeah, Gina, five years there'll be no more credit cards. We'll just be paying off our phones, you know, whatever. And even now, like if I try to pay something with my phone, uh, with an app, I 50% of the time the store doesn't can't doesn't know what to do with it, or I look like I'm, you know, I've got antennas coming out of my head. But I do think it's gonna happen at some point where we're gonna get rid of plastic cards. So you're in the industry, where do you where do you see this going from? What should if I'm running a, a retail store, a restaurant or even a B2B business, um, what should I be preparing for in the next few
1: years? I think uh, mobile payments is going to grow a lot, right? And especially with the onset of pandemic, things mm. have changed and accelerated. There was a recent study uh, that I think Forrester shared with us that said 45% of the consumers did more mobile payments in a month pre- pre and post pandemic. Right. Now, if you look at QR codes also, right, Uh, two years ago, a lot of consumers in the U.S. were not aware about QR code. And that's a technology that has existed in the industry for decades. And in countries like India and China, you can see a lot of adoption. But now every restaurant that you go towards has a QR code. And that, I think, has made their operations much more efficient. Uh, Earlier, you now just go and sit at a table, you scan a QR code, you order your food, your server brings your food, and then you pay for it digitally. And you're done. So you have Actually made, uh, the, what you call reduce the cost of labor, the cost of printing menus and made it much more efficient. And this is not only happening with the younger demographics. I see that happening with that older demographics as well. Also, I, I see a lot of new trends. Now, I think buy online pickup in store has, mm. or order ahead has really accelerated, right? And now people find it to be much more convenient. You are sitting at home, you order things online, then you go to the store and pick it up. And then you may go and buy a few other things as well. Yeah. Uh, I was not comfortable buying grocery online, but the pandemic taught me to do that. And yeah. So I think, uh, mobile and in-store experience are going to converge as we go ahead. Uh, again, as I said, I do see all these payment methods existing, but what I do see is uh, businesses that adapt and bringing online and in-store experiences together, uh, having mobile and other such, uh, payment methods and digitizing the customer experience would be good. The other thing I'll talk about is, loyalty cards right now, a lot of us have got loyalty cards and coupons and i think i have gone to a store a lot of times and said hey i had this coupon at home i forgot right? yeah and and uh you probably did not get the benefit of that so one of the things that we are doing at paypal is we are allowing you to add your loyalty cards to our paypal wallet so very soon uh, when you're going to pay at a large grocery store your loyalty card is automatically applied and you start earning points Great. And we are also working with retailers to store their coupons digitally that can be applied automatically. So these are ways where we are bringing value to the consumers and value to the merchants because hey, if the customer continues to own loyalty, they know who the customer is. They build relationship with the customer, and then they can send them more offers and and uh, what you call drive incremental sales from them.
2: You know, you um uh, one of the other things I also want to mention just get your thoughts on when you talk about the future, like you know, PayPal CEO uh, Dan Schulman. Because um, I, I, I wrote about this just recently, said there was like a 400 percent increase in buy now, pay later uh, transactions as well, you know, which is, you know, and, and buy now, pay later is like, John, our grandparents used to do that. They called it the layaway plan. You know, they would buy a sofa, you know, and then they could pay it off in three or four months.
0: I have used layaway. I, yeah. I do miss, you know, my Kmart blue light specials.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, it's all it's all back to like layaway, and and big firms like PayPal and a firm and a few other ones are uh, offering these buy now, pay later plans where people instead of using a credit card can uh, can do that. Do you you know you know Nitin, do you see that as a continuing job? It was, it was big this holiday season. Do you think that's a passing trend, or do you think that's something that business owners should be you know really paying attention to?
1: I think business owners should be paying attention to it. My uh, belief is especially what happened was after the two thousand eight financial crisis. A lot of people were worried about credit cards, the fees, and things like that. So I see adoption of buy now, pay later very strong among the younger demographics, right? So they promptly use debit cards. And when they want to split the purchases over multiple paychecks or months, they use buy now, pay later. Now, some of them are also graduating towards credit card. So I think all three of them are going to say we actually see consumers adding multiple instruments to their wallet. And sometimes they pay with debit cards, especially if it's for everyday purchases. If they're making some larger purchases based upon the type of credit card they have and the number of installments they need to pay, they either choose between credit cards or buy now, pay later. So I think buy now, pay later is something that's going to grow. And we realize the importance of it. But at the same time, we are also doing it in a very thoughtful and responsible way because Mm -hmm. eventually a lot of these installments may add up and we want to make sure that our consumers are not in a situation where they cannot pay. So that's the balance we're trying to do and that's one of the reasons why we also eliminated all the late fees uh for our consumers on buy now pay later
2: right i'm really glad you brought that up by the way and thank you the um you know i think a lot of merchants have to realize that um you've got to look out for your customers and you're right this is popular among younger customers and sometimes i uh you know i do fear that sometimes younger buyers don't realize that you know with buy now pay later if they don't pay off the balance in 3 or 4 months uh you know interest rates or fees or penalties uh, whether it's PayPal or any of the other your services that provide this, it could be significant, and um, could even hit, you know hurt your credit you know, report in the future. So anyway, it's just you got to be careful using this. It's a great, great option, um, but but you know consumers have to be compare, you know careful with it. And I think as business owners, we have a responsibility for making sure that our customers are aware of that. So, you Nate, know, I'm, I'm out of questions right now. John, I, you know, let me turn it back over to you if you have any final questions, if you want to uh, take this thing home.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I have any more questions, but I do think it's just been a really helpful conversation for our listeners. I think, you know, as we think about what's new and, and different and kind of should be top of mind for people, I do think payment diversity and, and kind of making sure you can transact the way your customers want to transact is important. I think especially as we continue to get more and more cashless it's it's just interesting to learn about the different um, opportunities out there and how it's it's more than just a bank deposit these days. So and I, I really do appreciate you spending the time with us. I think you know you've had a lot of good considerations to share with our audience and um I very much appreciate your insight and advice.
1: Thank you. i would just like to say a message. I would like to wish all of you again uh, a great 2022. And I think at PayPal, we, are, we put customers and merchants at the heart of everything that we do. So we would love to hear from you, your feedback, your ideas, your uh, things that are not, uh, not working well for you, so that that can help us make better products.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, this has been another episode of Small Biz Ahead, presented by The Hartford. And we hope that your year is off to a great start, and we'll catch you on the next one.